What's going on, y'all? It's your man K to the second letter here on Southside Rabbi with my homie, my partner in crime, the illustrious, industrious, him who can never be defeated, deleted, or conceited. <laughs> uh, Humility Ministries. Yes. I mean, Hudson. And we got a special one for you today. Oh, we got a special one here for you we today. But before we get into that, I have today. to introduce you guys to the resplendent, oh, the affable. You researched that the one. The erudite, <laughs> the coldest of the cold, the boldest of the bold. We'll be able to sift through every lie you ever told. The colossus of clout, the snoutiest of snout. No, you the, prepared. Nah, 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 nah. I'm talking about Kevin Elijah Smooth and Groove Burgess. Hey. Hey. Descended so from royalty, the House of Burgesses. So hey. The House of Burgesses was not feeling They might have owned your people. Though. They might have owned your people. <laughs> that might have where you got that might have that might have where hey. you got that might have where you got that name from, yeah, Shout brother. Yes, I'm man. pretty sure Hudson didn't start in Africa. I'm pretty sure we're part of an English uh that, family somewhere that settled that, around the hudson some, river somebody in New Jersey. came in one of the colonies one of the 13 <laughs> so now nah, go ahead yeah. man yeah so welcome to Southside. <laughs> not Rabbi. new jersey virginia actually that's where a lot of my family were from which... is the hudson river in no but i'm oh i thought oh. you were talking about because my family was in got jersey you, you, but no you. virginia which Understood. explains a lot yeah so <laughs> anyways uh actually i had a show one time and this, this little sweet little white girl walked up to me after she had to be like 10 uh-huh and uh, she walked up to me after uh, the show and was like, man, love the show, love your music. You know, we might be related because we have the same last name. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, I, I hope not. Quite the, <laughs> this guy, quite the contrary, my little... My little Christian said, uh, sibling. I said, God, but we are related in Christ. Yes, Amen. Christ. Hallelujah. So we got a special one for you today. Uh, we, we got a special one for you. Talking about... A very delicate subject. Oh, let me. Uh, I think that's. Uh, uh, let me let me close my laptop for a second. So I want to. I want to be focused in what I'm about to say. Hold on to your butts. Today we are going to try to dive in to some of the complications and complexities of faith and politics. Oh, don't mention that word. Here they go getting uh, political again. Here they go getting political. Uh, uh. There should put a buzzer there. Brothers and sisters, we must not run from the difficult conversations, but use the light of Christ to guide our path through them. Yeah. If we do not, the conversations will be had by people who are not interested in Jesus at all but their own agenda. I think at the very least, because we are committed to the goodness of our God, mm -hmm. that we, as laymen, because mm -hmm. ain't no politicians on we, this show right now. Listen, we are not political scientists. We are not political scientists on any level. But as neighbors, friends, and brothers in the Lord, mm -hmm. we ought to be the best positioned mm -hmm. to enter the conversation because what we do feel a level of not just expertise, mm -hmm. but soul commitment 
is to the good vision of our God for this world. Amen. That's what we that's our bias. Yes. I am biased towards righteousness and whatever wherever it is found, it's got my support. Mm-hmm. So, what's important for us in this podcast is not to simply tell you what to think. This has been the issue. We talked about this so much 10 years ago when we were trying to figure out why all these high schoolers were basically funneling right out of youth group into paganism right. and never cu- turning back. Well, not turning back anytime soon, right? And the apologists were popping at the time. My man Lee Strobel, remember? Lee Strobel in the case for Christ mm-hmm. and the Robin Zacharias and mm-hmm. the Norman Geisler, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Folks were like, we need to have answers. Why do we need answers? Because what we've done with these kids is if we've told them what to think about God, but we haven't showed them how to think about God. So when they get to college or with their friends or to a party or whatever it may be, some internet site, they don't know how to make their handcrafted, packaged answers fit within the, re- the complexities of the reality that's in front of them. Right. So you just told them, hey, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah. And put that in their lunchbox and sent them and off then to school. And that boy go talk to a sociologist with sociologist a PhD. Sociologist says, "Sit down. Not, let me show you yeah, something." Right. You don't. You 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 don't. You have no idea and, what God is doing or saying or what the Bible says in its fullness about the subject. You are simply parroting. I can't yeah. take it and that anymore. is the problem with many of us is that we're parroting. We do not do the hard work. I mean, and I are going to say this a lot on this on this show. Two mantras that we live by in our friendship. I mean, I've been French friends for almost 15 years. Uh-huh. Two of the, what we want to get tattooed, uh, if not on our bodies, it's definitely tattooed on our hearts. Get on my neck, y'all. Get it on my eyelids. <laughs> Number one, no easy, easy answers. answers. No easy answers. Right. Everything God. is not black and white. Everything is not A and B. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like we have not seen anybody do that. As much as I've seen Christians do that lately, yes, we we, we have made everything black facts. and white, A and B, and, and what we mean by that is not we're not talking about orthodoxy, right? We're not saying that Scripture doesn't say right and wrong. Right. That's not what we're saying, but we're talking about how we engage these issues within society, right? Ethical issues, political issues, right. sociological issues, right? That things are not just black and white, right? A and B, and 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 we have you know done this so much, we have uh. And, and essentially made the word nuance a curse word in enemy, right, 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 and, right. And, and and attached it. We have this cognitive attachment with the word to liberalism and 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 then apostasy and all kind of craziness, right, which is insane, it's freaking crazy. But yeah. imagine if we fit our relationships in that, bro. I mean, right. we, we we try to apply. We try to apply this idea of no easy answers to everything, bro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everything. If, if, I can't just approach my wife and say, ah, you're saying things that are making me think deeply. Can you just do what I say? Oh, no, you know, or, or look at my kids right. as I have three different children. I have three children who are very different, different personalities, not a one size fit all for them. I have to ebb and flow with the way that God has wired them, which may not be as simple as I told you to do it. It's not done in the discussion. Yeah, there has to be tools that you have that you can pull from that would give you the wisdom to make different decisions exactly. as, they, as they come about. You can't just treat all three of your kids like, well, KBJ likes this, so then Keanu is going to like this. Right, and or then I think about Nala the way I, I like discipline this. them. I, I tell KBJ, go to bed. And that boy gets it. In the discussion. Keanu, you I tell, tell him to Keanu, go to bed? The other night, I was putting Keanu down, and I said, bro, go to bed. I need you to go to bed right now. 
And he told. He said, "No, you and go he to says, dad. Daddy, no, you don't do that. <laughs> that would be black and white. I'm just joking. <laughs> There'd be no nuance to that. <laughs> nah, uh, but he said, uh, I, I'm walking out the room, and he says, Daddy, 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 and I'm like, Yo, I just told you to go to bed. There's no Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And in that moment, I was like, But what if he has something he needs to share with me? Message. You know how they have these moments where they transparency comes out of nowhere, right? So I was like, Let me, let me put the fact that he is mildly disobeying me and see what he's saying. He says, Daddy, 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 look. He points to the window and says, the sun closed its eyes. Ooh, that's poetry. I said, come again? <laughs> what did you say? He said, Daddy, the sun closed its eyes. He's talking about it being dark outside. I, in that moment, said, he's a creative. Right. He thinks about the world in pictures. Right. As a father. I don't need to just give it. I, I, with KBJ, I can say A, B, you got to give me C, bro. He gets it. But I may have to care for this little boy's soul by getting creative in how I teach him about who God is and how he responds to uh, the, the, the directions he should go, how I'm shaping him based on the nuances of who he is. This is what life is. That's the point that I'm making. Right. Nuance is care for neighbor we have to deal with the complexities when you get married last last anecdote no, about please. this when you meet somebody we talk about this you try to find the right woman or the woman's trying to find the right man and you have a checklist of things that they need to be mm -hmm. but you need somebody needs to love you enough to tell you you got to make sure they love jesus that right there is essential mm -hmm. but you got to hold some of the other stuff pretty loose right because people change, bodies change, mm -hmm. uh, passions change, attitudes change, attitudes people, change. People have people go through there are tragedies. Seasons. Yeah, yeah. You, you may lose a parent, and right. you may go through three years where your wife is in deep depression. Exactly, and she's not the vibrant. You know, I need a girl that's vibrant in the life of the party. I want somebody that makes me laugh. So she's not gonna make you laugh for three years. You stay in there, right? Are you in that? Are you, uh, exactly. Then we find out if it's truly covenant or if it's convenience, right? And Nuance was what we want to be covenant for us, to everyone. Mm -hmm. That no people aren't simply flattened black and white projects, right. binaries. Right. But God made you in ways that folks can't ever fully comprehend and imagine. Right. And we want to give people space in that. So that's the first thing. Uh no easy answers. No easy because answers. that creates a kind of laziness and lack of love towards the other. The right. second thing is faithful to the end. That That's the second mantra for us. We will not give up on Jesus. Yeah. Okay. That's who we are. So I, let me just frame this real quick, and then, then I'll bounce past it. So as we walk through this, we don't want to just give you a bunch of positions mm -hmm. so that you can parrot them. Even if the positions we believe are right, I don't want to just give you we don't want to just give you arguments, right? Right. We want to give you, equip you, equip you with a way to think about the world so that you can find your own conclusions. Mm -hmm. So that when you get to the table, I don't know how many times I've had conversations with people I like mean, where they hit me with something. Like, for example, here's a controversial one. They say, I don't support Black Lives Matter. Right. Because of the organization. Mm -hmm. If you go to their website, you see a whole bunch of stuff on there about homosexuality. Right. So they'll say that. Then I can ask, well, who, who are you voting for? Right. You feel, comfortable, you feel comfortable telling me that? Who do you support? Nine times out of 10, 
they're going to say, well, I'm I'm supporting Trump, right. who also takes a stance against Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I say, you know, Candace Owens just came out uh, probably about two weeks ago and said that Donald Trump is the most pro-gay marriage president that has ever been in the White House. There's also other pro-gay Trump supporters that have said the same thing. Right. They love him for his support of homosexuality. Right. Does that change the way you think about him? Nine times out of ten. No. I just don't agree with that part of Donald Trump. Ah. Now, you can say the same thing about all of the, you know, do, are you cool with, like, pride and, and arrogance? And are, are you cool with bullying? You cool uh, with character issues. Yeah, all the character oh, concerns. Of course I don't. Fall. No, I, I don't endorse that. You know, like it's the whole John McCarthy thing. Like, it's the worldview. I just don't get down with that, but I get down with these other things. Well, can you see how a believer can say the exact same thing about Black Lives Matter? Right. Unless it really isn't about that. It's about something else. It's not really about being able to embrace a platform or a person or a thing and disagree with some of it while embracing others. Maybe you already understand that. You just don't like it when it comes to this issue, when it comes to race. Same thing with Netflix. They got this cuties, the the cuties documentary that's going crazy. It's been... And folks are talking about... And it's bad. I literally have had conversations with people... It's a movie. It's bad. I had conversations with people this week about that movie, Mm -hmm. telling me how terrible it is, the pedophilia, like all the wickedness that that, that this sort of piggybacks on with the exploitation of young women in our society. By the way, folks, I'm glad folks are talking about it. Because a lot of stuff that they, that, that they, I haven't seen the Cuties movie, but a lot of stuff that they are referencing in that Cuties movie, you can find a lot at some of these cheer camps and on, uh-huh. and on TikTok and, and uh-huh. Instagram and whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm glad this is a, a, a being, local pool for that matter. Right, right. Some of the things that are being worried about nine-year-old girls, but that's another issue. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're talking about that. But when I ask some of these folks who are the angriest about this movie, which I respect your anger, are you canceling your account? Mm-hmm. Are you going to say goodbye to the House of Cards? Right. Most of them have been like, well, no, I mean, I'm not going to do that. There, are, there is a canceled Netflix movement, but a lot of right, folks right. are like, I don't like it. I, then, then my wife brought up this morning how there's a whole lesbian section. Oh, of, uh, on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So th- th- there's, there's other kinds of evil things happening all through Netflix. How can you deal with it? Nuance. Right. You understand that you don't get down with that, but you may get down with other things. Exactly. The American Gospel is also on Netflix. Exactly. And <laughs> a documentary that has Paul Washer and, every, and everybody in it. Like, and then yeah, and then you got stuff on there. You get you got get uh, uh, the stuff with the homosexual agenda. You got violence. You got uh, you got all of that stuff on Netflix. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Where do you think people were going to buy Benny Hinn's books when he was talking crazy? Mm. Where were they going to buy those books? Mm. Lifeway Christian Bookstore. Right. And I don't say, I, I never heard y'all, boy, y'all pull Shelby Rockers out. They, they pull Shelby Rockers album out, out of like, for uh, quoting a Bible verse. Right. But when you look at Benny Hinn, right. there are all these concessions that you're willing to make. You're willing to be nuanced if it serves something you're yeah, excited none about. Of y'all, none of y'all was boycotting Lifeway Christian Bookstore for selling a bunch of books that was advertising heresy. Right. They literally had books in there that were lit, that was literally promoting heresy. Literally. You got one guy promoting heresy right next to John MacArthur's book. Right. Right next to, right, right maybe, in, what, what, depending on what kind of bookstore you went to, right next to Calvin's Institute. Right. They were all in there together. Right, right, right. You didn't go in there and say, what kind of establishment are you guys running here with all of this heresy? Right. Get all this heresy. 
Pharisee yeah, off the yeah. wall. I'll never put my book into because uh, 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 I publish my books. Yeah, right. I'm not I'll them never in put them in here. And I think what that means, or and, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, they wouldn't also deny a publishing deal with some of the same publishers ooh. who are publishing some of that heresy. That's a big one right there. So now some of y'all cats was talking about all of that heresy, and that same publisher that was publishing said, that, that those heretical books is publishing we can do your book. Fifty thousand up front, and then another fifty thousand when it comes out. You're like, excuse me, excuse me, hello, uh, what? <laughs> hello, <laughs> who? What? People need to hear this message. You talk how much we talking? They said, how, how y'all? How just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yes. So yeah. So but the point. Let, let me just let me just let me bring my tone down a little bit because I'm getting a little excited. The point that I'm making is, brothers and sisters. We know what it is to be nuanced, and we should make a discipline out of leaning into that, particularly when the issue is complex. Right. And that's what we want to talk about today. There's some complexities when we think about how do we think about voting? Mm-hmm. How do we support kingdom values at the polls? There are lots of things to consider. Give yourself to the work. Right. Of thinking about it critically, mm-hmm. meansy. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, as we see, you know, first of all, we have a new election that's upon us right. happening in November, um, and so a lot of people are talking about what does it mean? What does it mean to to vote as a Christian? What does it mean to uh, wh- which political party should we be a part of? How how does that work with our with our values and our morals and our ethics? And I think that um, one of the things that we want to do, as KB said, is that we're very passionate about teaching people not necessarily what to think, but how to think. Right. And I think that when it comes to voting, like it's the same thing. We are not trying to teach you or tell you who to vote for, right? We're not saying vote for this person. Like, like I've I've seen like in a lot of discussions that I've had, like regarding voting and and all of that in politics and society people always say who who are you voting for who should i vote for i'm not here to tell i'm not that's not my job my job is not to tell you who to vote for right, right. My, my job is just to, to uh, what i want to do is have you consider some things when you're voting right you feel what i'm saying right and and i think and that certainly and go ahead. certainly do not take who you're voting for uh-huh. and elevate it to a Christian act of obedience. And and that's that's the, more than anything, what's more important to me than this election, what's more important to me than the democracy, bro, the United States government, what's more important than that is the reputation of the living God. Yeah, amen. And if you're taking the reputation of the living God and then reducing it to a candidate, Mm -hmm. saying if you have not supported this candidate, then you have dishonored the reputation of God, you're you're walking into some very, very dangerous waters at that point. I'm not saying that there's no scenario where that's not the case. Oh, yeah. If you were in Nazi Germany, if you voted for, if you continue to give your political support to Hitler, Mm -hmm. you were disrespecting the reputation of God. Right. Hands down. Right. But guys, it's not that simple right now in this democracy. It really isn't. It is not. And I know that some of y'all would think that it is because of the issue of abortion. Right. Which Which we need to talk about. Which is one of the biggest issues that I think that a lot of Christians are concerned about, and rightfully so. Uh, me and KB are pro-life, uh, and we facts. Uh, we are pro-life for people, uh, for 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 human beings that are in the womb, and we are also pro-life for people that are outside of the womb. Right. Because if we look at a lot of the, a lot of the evangelical culture, some people are pro-life for babies in the womb, but once cats get outside of the room, they could the womb, they could care less about being pro-life. I don't, right. I don't care less about you, care less about you being shot by the police, care less about whether or not you have uh, health care, food. 
care less about whether or not you have food, care less about whether or not you have what it takes to take care of yourself as an elderly person. Right. I mean, there's so That's many, there, there, there's so much pro-life. Being pro-life is not just about uh, um, a, uh, a fetus or, or, or a child. Uh, being born and actually making it from the womb to uh, to the outside of the womb, but it's also about the quality of life of people that are here now, right? All the way down to how you guys treat COVID nineteen, right? Right. It's another right. pro life issue that a lot of people don't think about either, right? So right. if you're putting other people's life in danger by downplaying a virus or right. by being irresponsible when it comes to social distancing and mask wearing, all of that stuff is pro life stuff, right? Pro life is on a spectrum. And 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 I think that 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 gets down to how some how reductionistic some of our thinking is as Christians within society. Right. That when we say pro life, the only thing that people think about is abortion. Right. And we don't think about health care. We right. don't think about uh, police brutality. We don't think about prisoners. We don't think about, uh, yeah, we don't think about integrating into the society. Prisoners integrating yeah, into society. Yeah. We don't think about all, we don't think about the elderly. Right. Uh, not having the health care that they need. Not right. having the money that they need to get the medicine that they need to continue right. to have a, a great quality of life that yeah. conti- that allow them to continue to live. Right. Right. Um. We we con- we con- we kind of take this approach that the elderly are dying anyway. So right. Forget about them, which is not being pro life. It's the same kind of hypocrisy um, applied to veterans as well. Oh, veterans as well. Exactly. Uh, that's if you that's the, another thing if you out that. There, Risking your life with a you know AR-15 in your hand, then right. yes, we'll certainly you know thank you when we see you walk through the airport. But that's we, about it. That when you retire and you're maimed and and you aren't able to work because of PTSD, right? And and you're suicidal and all that mm-hmm. that kind of life just doesn't get our attention, mm-hmm. which is a point of conviction for us. Yeah, is because you have to recognize in the same way that people can go on Twitter and use a hashtag and be like, oh, yes, I did my social uh, <laughs> equity for today. Right. You know what I'm saying? The same yeah. way, or you can put a patch, a Black Lives Matter patch on your your, your shirt or, or whatever it may be. You can do all kinds of symbols towards justice and neighborly love, right. but actually getting out and consistently doing it in a way that is impacting your neighbor beyond slacktivism mm-hmm. is a much different thing, a much yeah. more profound, much more difficult thing. Yeah, and I think there's a difference, like you said, but there's a difference between symbolic justice and substantive justice. Right. And a lot of us are, are are dedicated to symbolic justice or gestures. Like we may say, hey, we should support the veterans. I support the veterans, yes. but you don't do anything. I'll say it. I'll stand with I'll, them. We should stand with them. Right. And everybody became, you know, very... Uh, but should uh, we pull some money out of your check every week to make sure that they have a fund to make sure that, mm-hmm. that they don't are they, go without? Are you willing to uh, make sure some things are increased for you to, to make sure that they're right. good? Can, or, can we el- make... or or that the elderly are taken care of? Right. Or that, uh, that right. people can be taken care of when it comes to, oh, well, now that starts to sound mm. like socialism. Should we allow... Mil- should, should we encourage pretty much all businesses to have military discounts so, is, what, what, what how and I'm saying I'm not saying those things are the right things right exactly I'm just saying that what it's pointing to is that because you've just said that you stand for something doesn't mean that you've done anything at all right just say you are like I said in Lincoln you're not what you tweet you are what you do it's, you are what you change you know what right. I'm saying and right. I was just gonna say we have to recognize as much as it as we we hate abortion, man. Like we understand that that is that that's a a, a very complicated conversation that we're going to get into. But we don't like seeing life in, bro. Right, and that's but, and that's across the spectrum. And you got to realize that there's a kind of easiness mm-hmm. to simply saying, "I think that babies' lives should be uh, uh, unborn babies should be." Protected. There's an easiness to that. It's the right thing to do. The good thing to do. The necessary thing it's to a do. Proper you gotta say that. You gotta stand that way. Right. 
but realize that that doesn't require anything of you. Yeah, it doesn't require you to get any dirt they, under your fingernails. That's right. They, they're not. These babies don't have a voice. Like they can't say what what they become if you're not careful is a convenient neighbor to love because that neighbor doesn't require anything of you but once a year when you get to the polls. Right. And that's and you and feel we're like, gonna yeah. argue today yeah. that that's not enough. It's not. Yeah. It has never been enough. Mm-hmm. I'm I I'm I'm at the point where I'm talking to folks, I'm like, I'm not even good with the restrictions. Yeah. I want abolition. Imagine right. if Abraham Lincoln stood up and said, you know what we're gonna do is we're going to we're going to reduce the laws that hurt slaves. Right. You, you won't be able to have them for as a slave as long. The third trimester, got to let them go. You can keep them for about uh, 15 wanna, years tops. That's right, but then you got to... But no. then we got to start doing something about their emancipation. Hey, are we comfortable with that? Are yeah. we selling our souls to, to a politician network that, that is literally offering limitations? Right. When if we're to be truly pro-life, mm-hmm. what we want, what we demand... Is abolition? Yeah. Um, not again. Not overlooking unique situations. Oh yeah. We mentioned on this show before about a good friend of ours mm-hmm. who whose wife got pregnant with the baby that was growing outside of the womb. Right. And they end up terminating that child. Yeah. Because the child was going to not only die because it couldn't live outside the womb, the child was going to also kill the mother. Mm-hmm. I understand that there are some circumstances that we should consider. Right. But where we stand principally is on the abolition. Of that which takes away life across the spectrum. Yeah, and I and I think that when it comes to abortion, man, we have dwindled the we have reduced the conversation of abortion specifically just down to candidates, right? So we've 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 especially you know, uh, man, there's a whole long history um, of of Christians and uh, abortion, you right. know, in America. Right. There's a whole. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. There. I mean, there's a whole long history about you know how the religious right got started, uh, or, or the moral majority got started, and and, and how they actually came to essentially uh, uh, just band together over the issues of abortion, which. I think that it's it's good for you guys to look into the history of of the religious right and a man named Paul Weirich and and Paul because Weirich. Paul Weirich is kind of like the father of 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 the religious right and kind of the one who um, made Christians into a voting block that we have to this day. And one of the things that we don't recognize, I think, as Christians is that we are entering into a history when we become Christians in America. Right? Ooh. You're not starting your Christianity from the beginning, but you are getting there's a if, if history is like a line. As a Christian in America, especially if you are me and KB's age or younger, a lot of our a lot of our listeners are younger than us. You are getting dropped into a middle the middle of of a of something that is already occurring, right? right? And when you get dropped into that Christ, that American Christianity, if this American Christianity is aligned, and you get dropped into the middle of it. Then you also uh, get dropped into the middle of something that comes with beliefs and norms and right. and, and and even culture. Right. And a lot of that time, a lot of the times that those beliefs and norms and culture have already been framed and formed before you even got here. Right. And now you just think that those beliefs and cultures and nor- uh, th- those beliefs. Um, and the culture that you're in and the norms of that culture are just normal, that this is how it should be. This is what Christianity looks like in America. And you don't recognize that it actually started from something else. 
And I think that uh, once you start recognizing that Christians were not always these big pro-life uh, voting block right. uh, group of individuals yeah. when it comes to uh, abortion, right. uh, it, you you will recognize how how nuanced this issue really is. There, there was a time, especially after even when Roe v. Wade passed, Christians were not a huge evangelicals were not a huge voting block that were being that that were pro-life. And 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 I mean not saying that they were not pro-life but they were not making this a huge issue like a voting issue they didn't see the way that they did something about it was at the polls yeah they didn't see that the way they did something about it as the polls and neither yeah. did a lot of the leaders right. uh, uh one of the biggest uh, uh leaders when it comes to the inception of the pro-life issue is jerry falwell senior right. i know that a lot of y'all know jerry falwell jr from liberty university but his father jerry wall senior jerry jerry falwell senior was a big leader in this too he was really cool with paul wyrick and Jerry Falwell Sr. even admitted that he didn't start preaching about abortion until about six years after Roe v. Wade passed. Yeah. So so people were not even preaching about this. They weren't talking about it from the pulpit. It, it was not really a culture cultural war issue, right? right? Now abortion has kind of been an issue that's a part of the cultural war along with other issues. But uh, when you, I think that you guys should just study the history. I don't think we have time to go through all of it right sure, now. Sure. It's very complicated. Uh, not 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 really complicated, but it's it's very important for you guys to know that um, that it was really an invention of a man that was really trying to get Christians behind this as he, Paul Weirich was trying to form Christians into a voting block in DC and he tried every other issue to do so he tried uh, um, he tried prayer being removed from schools yeah. he tried to get he tried the issues of pornography and this is self this is from self admission Paul Weirich said this himself right. I've been trying um, to get these I've been Christians trying to get these Christians about mobilized right. about, uh, about voting and I'm trying all these issues and then he found out that abortion was the issue that was the most effective so he kind of just stayed with that but but christians voting uh in 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 that really started coming out of religious uh free uh, issues of religious freedom and then a lot of the christians at that time especially in the 60s and 70s the the issues of religious freedom in which christians were actually coming together to vote around at that time actually extended from brown versus board of education right, right. and it was it was the fact that now that they were integrating these schools and 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 uh and black people were being or were, were children were allowed to go to school with white children there were a lot of christians at the time that were racist let's not forget and they did not want their white children to go to school with black children so they started pulling them out of these schools that were being integrated christians started forming um institutions these, these private institutions like liberty what, university like liberty like liberty university and bob which, jones bob jones university liberty university and bob jones university was a university that was segregated right explicitly right black people cannot attend this school let's not let's not get that twisted uh, whole, a whole lot of things happened where, you know, Nixon came and took away the tax exempt status from these schools that were trying to uh, uh, segregate themselves because Nixon was saying, if you guys are schools uh, that are trying to segregate yourselves, you cannot have a nonprofit tax exempt status because you're no longer a nonprofit uh, uh, entity anymore. All of that stuff happened. A lot of Christians at that time started saying, oh, this is trampling upon our, our religious freedoms um, and our freedoms to do what we want. Because we and, and again, it was almost like the Civil War, because what Christians wanted the freedom to do at that time was segregate. Mm. Right. Just like what people say, the Civil War is about states rights. States rights to what? Oh, well, states rights to continue the institution of slavery. Christians in this time were saying, well, this is trampling upon our our constitutional rights and freedoms, even our religious freedoms, to do what? Well, to segregate if we want to segregate. Well, that's racist and you can't do that. Which that's what's happening. So then that got formed and that that but that, that I just want to yeah. highlight one thing you said though that I think part of what's being communicated is that the original engagement with evangelicals into the political sphere was not around abortion. It wasn't. It, it was it largely was, around race. It was around race. That, right. That 
Christian, when we hear a lot in our circles about states, uh, uh, a small government, right, and government overreach Local and religious freedom, mm-hmm. r- religious freedom, mm-hmm. that language became uh, sort of tantamount with evangelicalism right. around the time that Paul Weyrich was galvanizing a new voting block and Jerry R- Falwell absolutely. was forming mm-hmm. the moral majority mm-hmm. so that they could use that power to be to to keep their uh tax exempt status right and, and, st- and segregate and still be able to segregate and yeah. then you had institutions going into the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s in fact all the way into the 90s mm-hmm. Bob Jones University this massive sort of the place where where Christian ministers who are going to be pastoring our churches tomorrow are going and getting huge. filtered it was huge they're coming here yeah. all the way into the 90s they still were not allowing black and white people to be together right like they, they were still again they were anti misogynists yeah because they were they were they were making concessions because they were losing their ability to do certain things so they right. started saying oh well we'll let black people attend the school but they cannot uh, they have to already be married right, right because right. they were scared that they were gonna start integrating with right. white women or, right, or right. black men would integrate white women uh, black women would integrate with white men right so, so they started it, making all these small little concessions that was that was uh that was kind of a veneer of integration, right, right, but right. it really wasn't. Right, right. And uh, for some, if, if you know, if if you talk to some uh, some scholars and and some historians will say that this was really just about power. So about it was about political power, and right. it was a way for Christians to, it was a way for people for Christ, for influencers to have these to have political power, but they used religious means in order to get it and, man, and maintain it. Facts. And so now it's got sti- Reagan. Reagan was Reagan wasn't a believer. Yeah. So they put he all wasn't of, evangelical. They put all of their support behind Reagan against Jimmy Carter, who wasn't evangelical. Who actually was SBC a SBC Sunday School minister and everything. <laughs> And uh, they put their stuff. They put all of their all of their uh, all of their energy behind Reagan, who was not. He, he admitted that he was not a regular attender of church. Right. He was not an evangelical. None of that. But they put all their. And then they kind of made it uh, seem like it was Jimmy Carter who who struck down the tax exempt status, even though it was Nixon that did it. But like they, you know, they put all all of their their power and, and stuff behind Reagan. And and Reagan got elected for more than just. You know, it wasn't just the evangelicals that got him elected, but they certainly helped. Yeah, and he kind of played it up too. You know, started using some of the Christian speech right, in his right, in his, right. in his, started in his campaigns. Yeah, God bless America, uh-huh. and started using examples from the Bible. Uh, so again, like uh, when I when we say that you that Christians are dropped in the middle of this, that's what we mean. Is that you guys, uh, not just you guys, us, we're all dropped in the middle of a history that has already taken place, something that's already in progress. It's right. like it's like you getting dropped in the middle of a film and then thinking that where you are in the film is like the whole totality of the film and saying, no, I got to go back to the beginning so I can understand what's really happening. Right, 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 right. And that's why history is helpful here. Excellent. Um, you know point. what I'm saying? So so uh, that's what me and KB are trying to. to trying to do with that and i think that now um so from then until 2020 christians make or break their vote based upon what these candidates believe about abortion facts yes right yes and so and let me be the go ahead let me just confess that i have done that oh and do i i very much consider me too where you are on this issue me too whether or not you're going to get my my vote or not, I just don't right. think that I just don't think for, for me where you are in this issue is a very big consideration on whether or not you will get my vote, but it's not the only consideration. Facts, right? Facts. Because it's not that simple. It's not that simple. That's exactly what and I'm I saying. And I think that the, I think that the scriptures make it very clear about it not being that simple when it comes to leadership. Mm. Right. 
Um, one of the things that's also important to me and one of the things that was important of evangelicals prior to 2016 um, should be character. Sure. Character should be very important. Right. And I think that uh, in 2016, we saw evangelicals essentially shuck everything that they thought about character in a politician. Right. Uh, and they they reduce the politician specifically and only down to certain policies right. that they agreed with or didn't right, agree right, with. Right, 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 right. And that's how you got the massive, you know, eighty one percent white evangelical support for Donald Trump, right. stuff like that. Despite right. all of Donald Trump's reputation, despite right. of the stuff the stuff Donald Trump said, grab right. him by the pee, all of that stuff. Right, right. There was all kind of defenses made because we in Christians, this is where I think that Christians mess up when it comes to politics, is that we sometimes have this moral hierarchy where we say there are certain moral issues that are more important than others. So if, and that's what we kind of did with Donald Trump. We, we said, well, because he's going to attack abortion and all of the issues that we think are very important, his character doesn't mean much to us. Mm. The only thing that matters to us is policy. Mm. And uh, I believe for me that that is a very utilitarian way to vote. Some Christians may think that that is a good way to vote, just being utilitarian. Right. I don't, for me. Right. For me, Amin Hudson, I don't look at just straight utilitarianism as a way to vote. Right. I, I, Why is that? Because I think that it's bigger than just what you can do for me as in regards to policy because there's other ways. So what a lot of evangelicals will say is that if we don't vote for Donald Trump and his policies, then we are going to give America over to the socialists like Hillary Clinton, and they are going to make America descend into a cauldron of fire and brimstone, right? Yes. They're going to turn America into a uh, uh, a socialist, you know, country, and that can detent, that can descend into communism and all right. kind of crazy stuff. Right. And they're just going to ruin the moral fabric of this country. So a lot of a lot of evangelicals would say we can't give this over to the Clintons because they will ruin the moral fabric of this country. Everything that we have about our our our, our religious beliefs and and our Christian principles will go by the wayside. The problem with that is, though, is that there are other ways in which a country can lose its moral fabric other than a liberal like Hillary Clinton or another liberal getting in office mm. and enacting all kind of socialist policy and liberal policy. Mm, mm. There are other ways that nations can lose their moral fabric. Mm. And you know one of the biggest ways that nations lose their moral fabric is the same way that people lose their moral fabric. Talk about it. And that is by being immoral. Mm. It's not just about your principles. As a person, you can have all kind of formal principles. Yeah. But if your character does not back up those principles, right. then it doesn't matter the formal principles that you have. The formal principles that you have are, are simply lip service. Mm. Right? right? If you can say, I believe in the sanctity of marriage and it should be protected, da 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 but you're cheating on your wife. Right. What does that mean? What does that mean for your morals? Yes. If you can say that, you know, I don't like murder, but you can endorse people being murdered. What does that do for your principles? Right. So people will say, oh, well, what does that mean? What do you talk about? Is that what Donald Trump is doing? That's not what I said. We're talking but, generally. Yeah, I'm talking generally. Leadership up, up until leadership as a theory in Christian institutions, Bible colleges, seminaries has been taught mainly through the lenses of character and ability. You know why? Because character forms policy. 
Right, right, right. So right. and 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 people can pay lip service to policy and their character cannot match, and then you'll, you'll you'll really start seeing what happens with that as time goes on. Right, right, right. But character forms policy too. It, it, well, they they both they both I had could train, I, trade off of each other. I Go actually ahead. had a Christian leadership class in college, mm-hmm. uh, and again they identified ability. Right. Need to be able to lead, have a mind and a heart for it, mm-hmm. passion for it, all that stuff. But in character, and I remember my professor drawing a circle on the board, and he made a pie, basically. And, and he said, what percentage of the pie, if, if, if you give character and ability two spaces inside the pie, what percentage do you think should go to ability? Mm-hmm. So that's, folks a good, were, that's, a, that's a good exercise. Folks were throwing stuff out. He said, okay, cool. What do you think in the hiring process people are looking for? Character or ability. Go ahead and draw that for me as well. And that's when it became very clear that ability was like 95% of the circle, and then five, it was this 5% sliver that was for character. Right. Then he asked this question. He said, but what will get you fired Destroy your institution, destroy your church, destroy your family, destroy your life faster. The character or the, uh, the, uh, the uh, lapse in character or a lapse in ability. Everybody said, obviously a lapse in character. Right. He said, this is showing you what's wrong with how we understand leadership in this country, in the church, and across the wow. globe. Is that we wow. be- we know the thing that's going to tear us down is the character thing. Yeah. When folks start pulling out their, right. their stocks from Tesla when they see Elon Musk smoking, smoking weed, weed on a Joe Rogan it's podcast. It's not because he doesn't know how to make an amazing vehicle. Right. It's because I don't know if I can trust that guy. Yeah. It's a moral issue. Right. When Jerry Falwell Jr. has done all kinds of things, bro. And now he's now he's got now now it seems like a reckoning is coming. What was the thing that brought him down though? The character. Character. Yep. So that it, it's we all know this. Folks don't care about character. Until character shows up and destroys everything. And that's exactly, and, and that, man, <laughs> what you said is key. Right. Folks do not care about character until character starts destroying everything. Right. Because, it's just like the sound man. Right. No one cares about the sound man. Until the sound is bad. Until the sound is bad. Right. Right. Yeah, it's the exact same facts. thing. It, that is, that, the figgity facts, Fendi. my guy. And, and, and what, and, and, and I'm saying that we do that. This is one of the things that evangelical Christians have done. It seems like, especially in 2016, and one of the reasons that some political scientists and historians will say that is because evangelicals just want to win. So now it's become a win by any means necessary right. kind of thing. And, and and that's kind of the language that you hear even around Trump. He will get it done. Right. He has the ability. Right, right. He's a businessman. Right. He knows how to negotiate. Right. He, he's a strong man, too. Right. So he won't take any crap from anybody. He's not going to be PC. He's not going to hold any punches. Right. All ability. Right. Ability, 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 ability. Right. Ability, 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 ability. Yeah. Nothing about character. And then right. when you mention character, character, oh, obviously we don't agree with Obviously, of course. we don't agree with his character. Paying Stormy Daniels and, and, and we, we don't agree with that. Well, my pastor uh, doing and, that. And, uh, we, we obviously don't agree with any of his character, but we're not we're not voting for him because of his character. Right. We're voting for him because of his ability to get the policies that we want right. in place. Right, 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 right. Because we think that if the liberals get in, in power, there's no hope. 
Right, 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 right. right. But the fact of the matter is, number one, America can be destroyed in many ways. Right, 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 right. Not just by liberals being in power. Right, right. One of the ways that America could be destroyed is by character issues in the leadership. Right, right. And evangelicals understood that when it came to Bill Clinton cheating with Monica Lewinsky. Right. Literally, evangelicals that said at that time that Bill Clinton is not any is not fit for office anymore because of his moral character. The same evangelicals. Yeah, it's crazy. Got- ben Howe talks about this in um, the Immoral Majority book. The same evangelicals came out and supported Donald Trump and made all kind of ex- excuses for his character. Out, all of all kind of excuses for right, it. Right. Well, that's not why we're voting for him. We're, we're voting for him because it isn't that. That's just, uh, we don't agree with his character, obviously, but neither here nor there. What about King Cyrus? That's another thing that a lot of Christians like to bring up. Right. Look at how God used King Cyrus. Right, right. And they bring up this kind of vessel theology, which is a, a whole nother. We would probably have to address that on a whole nother issue. <laughs> but but they 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 bring up all of that stuff and they and they and, and they make all of these excuses for his character. Yet we un- we understand it with almost any and everything else. Right. We understand that positions on policy doesn't matter if your character doesn't if your character is not there. Right. That's what happens with pastors. Pastors that we all know that were solid theologically orthodox can preach uh, the roof off of a house and also can debate anybody with any kind of theological like just erudite man erudite pastors beast intellectuals beast theologians who have fallen. Right. Right. We we all of their all of their policy doesn't mean anything at that point because their character right. is what matters. Right. Right. So I think that uh, one of the things that we really do have to consider as uh, as we vote is right. we do have to consider character. You have to consider character. And it, and and for me, I, and, I, and and let me let ahead. me say uh, our goal here is to give you how to think. How to think. Not giving you what to think per se. Right. Um. Not at least not on everything because. Principally, what I mean has communicated for us is that you got to take that into the voting booth. You have to. A part of what, because you you got to you know you got to figure out you know as you think about if you voted for Hillary Clinton, there was all kind of if you voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, mm-hmm. you also would have had to make some character concessions as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So the, the the all kinds it applies to both sides. And right. Whether, whether you voted for Donald Trump or you voted for Hillary Clinton, you have to ask yourself when you it, this is not a black and we got to deal with the abortion thing. I'm hoping that you can. I'm really, uh-huh, I'm right. really excited to hear what you what you have to say about that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a part of the consideration, no matter who you vote for, is where am I making character concessions and can I afford to make those concessions? Exactly. So, um, but that's excellent. So yeah, and I think that with abortion, um, yeah. to 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 pivot Let's to abortion, move to, to abortion is that one of the things that I think that we have to recognize is that we have as Christians in America made abortion simply an issue of pro-life candidate versus pro-choice candidate. Right. And I think, uh, it, and I think that I understand that. But one of the things that we have to consider when it comes to abortion is number one. Abortion has been on a steady decline for years, yeah. almost 10 years straight, yep. mm-hmm. no matter who has been in office, bro. Right, right, right. Not just abortions overall, but even abortion, the rate abortion ratios have right. been in steady decline. Right. Whether Ob- and, and a lot of that happened when Obama was in office, yeah. and it's still declining now that Donald Trump is in office. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things that we have to consider, I think that... <laughs> Uh, one of the one 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 conservative that I actually really do like reading is David French. Right. <laughs> David French would say that presidents don't really matter when it comes to abortion. Yeah, he would say <laughs> that, they're that, irrelevant. He said to they're the totally irrelevant rates. when it comes to abortion, and he's a he's a pro life 
conservative evangelical, y'all. So right. it's not like some kind of liberal guy uh, talking about this. But um, I and I think that you see that even in a um, in a uh, the the Gutmacher, the Gutmacher Institute. Um, they actually have stats that shows abortion rates declined in nearly all states between 2011 and 2017, regardless of whether the states enacted new abortion restrictions. And then so one of the things, you know, people were saying, well, you know, Donald Trump is going to put people in Supreme Court. That's going to do Well, we say and then they Man. and then when Brett Kavanaugh came about, everybody was like, yes, see, this yes, is why we, we voted guy. for Donald Trump, because he's putting Kavanaugh in. And what did we see about Brett Kavanaugh? Man, First of Man, all, Kavanaugh fumbled that he mug fumbled it like it had been raining for years on the field. Bro. Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Like it, like he had uh, oil on his fingers. That man had WD forty. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. We saw that Brett Kavanaugh tried to sidestep abortion. Yes. In the in in in, in the issues in the court, right. he literally tried to sidestep it, especially what was going on with Louisiana with the stay in those abortion clinics, stuff like that. Like and so the guy that that everybody was like, yes, Donald Trump is gonna get the guy didn't do it, bro. Right. And so, and to the judge's point, another thing that David French says, and we, we're big David French oh yeah. fans. Shout out to David my French. favorite conservative of all time. We're gonna try to have him on a podcast uh, if he would oblige us. <laughs> <laughs> like what podcast? What podcast? I'm David French. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's, that's so funny. I say he's the greatest conservative of all time. I can hear somebody saying Jesus was the greatest oh, conservative. Gosh. <laughs> Patriot Jesus. <laughs> but anyways. Wow, <laughs> So uh, Jesus the, the okay. other thing that, that he argues uh, pretty profoundly is how historically judges have been a force of stability, not change of abortion law. Right. So in, in when you be even get these judges into place, like mm -hmm. a Brett Kavanaugh. Right. They haven't given us the kind of abolition that we've wanted historically. Right. It hasn't been. We, we've, we've seen stints where we got our guys in place. And then not getting the job done. Right. And at this point, if we're serious about it, because I'm, I don't care, dog. I just want to save babies' lives. Yes. I, I, yes. I want children to live. I want everyone to live and to live fully. Right. That's what I want, bro. Exactly. My question is, who's gonna get that done? Right. That that that's my question. And what David French is arguing, if you look to a president. Or you look to what Brett Kavanaugh has argued, mm -hmm. and historically, mm -hmm. if you look to these judges, then you are not going to get the kind of life-saving mobility that you're looking for. That the, There was a uh, major institution, I cannot remember the name of the college, okay. that came out with a study recently. It was like, this was like a few years ago. Okay. Did this in-depth study on what would be the impact of reversing Roe vs. Wade. What impact would that Ooh, have on what would abortion? It, what would it actually do to abortion? Bro, it was discouraging, bro. Because we fought this Roe v. Wade thing for so long. And the study showed that even if you reversed it, because this comes down to state issues, bro, the way our government is set up, that it would only cut back on abortions less than 20%, bro. Less than 20%. Wow. And, and here we are, hanging our entire, holding our breath, sending money, fighting other Christians over people to go carry this, get rid of this thing, and it's still only chipping away with something. And I'm still, I, I'm ignorant. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm still struggling with why we're so satisfied with chipping away with this. Don't chip away, abolish it. Right. But there are folks who we have looked to 
as a kind of functional savior in this issue and what the studies are showing what david french argues very profoundly what these what 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 uh uh, the, the the studies that have been put forth by these institutions that mm -hmm. are looking at the impact mm -hmm. are showing that the answer to end it is not simply carried out by getting pro-life people in power. It's, and, and, and it's crazy because uh, Guttmacher Institute also said more than one quarter of the 1,074 state abortion restrictions that has happened since Roe v. Wade were enacted between 2011 and 2015. Really? Which is when... Guess who was in office? Obama. Barack Hussein. So so that's not that's not saying Obama. That's not saying that oh, we're saying if you put liberals in office we'll have more success. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that it really doesn't matter who's in office. Right. It could because there's other ways in which stuff could be enacted. You know, people like French would say that uh, uh doing stuff locally and with the states right. would be much more effective. We don't get the church more. We don't get the church more. Right. Credit. Well, well, first of all to to speak to the church. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the times we make this abortion issue such a, a, a this is a make or break issue for me, and we 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 rail we just rail against those people who are not um, who are not pro life and all of that stuff, and we just say how could you how could you guys even consider voting for uh, a, a non pro life candidate and all that stuff? How could a Christian even do that? Um, now I, I mean I didn't do that for for the record, <laughs> uh, but I I hear people say that, but the majority of these Christians that say that. Are not giving any money to any uh, uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Ooh. They're not don't. They're not dedicating any time to crisis pregnancy centers. Ooh. They're not looking at ways in which they can open them. So there's a church in St. Petersburg uh, that I visit. Uh, my my boy Dave. My boy Dave's church. Um, awesome, awesome church, man. They. I was. I was. I went to go visit them the other day. Uh, a couple months back before COVID hit. Because I got some good friends over there. They're associated. With our church, their pastor's really tight with our pastor. So I went there to just uh, pop in for a couple services, see my my friend Dave and stuff like that. And we had a I had a good conversation with a lot of the leaders there, and they were talking about how the lead they literally have a ministry at their church that's dedicated to the crisis pregnancy centers in the area. Wow, they have a ministry around it, right? right. Not just like like. I got we got what a person here that volunteers there. No, we have like a whole ministry around people that are volunteering there, helping women, right? Getting stuff that they need for pregnancy, helping to, helping educate uh, um, uh, people reg uh, about their pregnancy, getting them jobs or getting them resources so right. they can. So if, if if they are struggling with being able to raise their child, they will actually be able to raise their ch their child. Wow, Th those are the things that that church is dedicated to. Right. And what I'm saying is that if the church was saying that we're gonna put all of our uh, all of our energy behind doing stuff like that, right? That's when you'll see the abortion rates decline even more than they are now. Right, right. And I think that one of the ways that we need to be thinking as evangelicals about defeating abortion is not just about the polls and policy. Right. But we need to be thinking about ways we defeat abortion by undermining Amen, brother. the kind of atmosphere or the kind of the kind of temptations that would fall upon a person for them to actually want to have an abortion Facts. so how do we how do we do that we undermine things that are we we undermine poverty facts we do things to increase people's chances of making even a living wage so they could take care of their children facts. improve their situation their circumstance we give people resources we help people have resources and being able to find jobs and right. and and being able to, to 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 do things of that nature have proper health care sure have all of those things once we start undermining some of the outside forces that would actually tempt somebody to terminate their pregnancy right 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 to 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 essentially um to end the life of their unborn uh, unborn child right 
then we can actually start defeating abortion. Right. But right. if you sit around as a Christian, you don't do nothing when it comes to crisis pregnancy centers. Right. You're not giving any money to those causes. Right. You're not coming alongside of any uh, 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 of any kind of women who are uh, who may be tempted to have an abortion and helping them. There's no abortion esque ministries at your church. Right. 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 Uh, uh, outside of them just uh, uh, protesting abortion clinics and saying to vote for pro-life people. Right, but right. they're not doing anything on the ground to actually help people right. not abort their children, wow. giving them resources. Right, right, right. If that's not what we're doing. And do evangelism, too. I, right. I, I, I would like to also throw that in there as well, because that's the other thing, is that the church has seen a significant decline in sharing the gospel. Oh, gosh. We talk about the need to share it. And right. I just need to just preach the gospel and right, stuff like right, that. Right. But we were struck in 2016 when the whole social justice warrior stuff came out and right. it became a, a basically a tool to silence other Christians. Right. How the very folks who are saying you need to just preach the gospel at racism don't preach the gospel. Bruh. If the ending of, of racism or the ending of societal injustice was dependent on us sharing the gospel— with the rate that we are not sharing the gospel, at the rate that we're not actually sharing the gospel with people, that we're not investing in evangelism. Right. We would never see it in. Right. If that's what it took, you had to go out and just, just preach at it. Folks are not more than ever, probably more than any generation of Christians, actually thinking about intently how we can be winsome. Because I'm telling you, brother, if that was a core piece to who you are, because now we got extremes. Uh -huh. You stand on the corner and shout at people all day where you're like being winsome, like persuading people like Paul did in yeah, Corinthians. Right. That's out the door. Exactly. So want people to know on their way passing by this light that they're going to hell. You got those folks and you got the silence. We're not thinking at all about how we can rescue people's souls, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're not thinking about that. Brother, if that is our reality— then along with the redirecting of our resources to impact people, we also are missing the fact that we could be winning people to the kingdom. And if that was a part of our reality, would it not change the way we talk, thought about all this stuff? Amen. Yeah. If, yeah. I, if, if, if winning you to Christ was essential to me, mm -hmm. then owning you on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or sort of the main way in which I stand for my position is through argument right. and force right. in alignment, even with individuals that don't even know Jesus, but they agree with me politically. Right. And I'm, 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 I would much rather be identified with those who are doing that work than be identified with the Great Commission. You right. feel me? Right. And I think that that gets down to the issue too, bro, is that we are finding a big gap. And, and again, it it's back to the slacktivism thing. That it's not truly activism. Because if we were given to the undermining aspect, mm -hmm. then we would actually be bringing back the effect that we want. Right. And we would be suffering, bro. Because yeah. the effect comes, the effect that we really want is to rescue people. And like you mentioned, in the ways that we could be doing that, we largely are not. We are convenient with our protests. Do you feel me? I wrote this thing um, a couple weeks ago that I think kind of speaks to this issue. I said, being black, I get pressed on the slavery in the Bible question often enough. Mm -hmm. Mainly, why isn't the New Testament more explicit on its stance on slavery? And uh, in that situation, I typically argue that it actually is very 
explicit. And I go on and explain why I think it is. But you know what was also very common in New Testament times? Abortion. Mm -hmm. Late term and baby abandonment after birth was law. Rome was very pro-choice, if you will. Yet Jesus, nor the apostles, never even mentioned the issue. Even in the discourse about Rome, when they're talking about Rome, why was this not mentioned? We are right to assume that Jesus and the apostles hated abortion as it is the unjust ending of, of, the, of human life. But you would think it would be more central to their identity like it is to ours. Mm. In addition to that, the first century church, we have lots of documents showing mm -hmm. them being very much uh, against the ending of life in the womb. And they were constantly rescuing the babies that were thrown outside the city. That was a part of the Christian distinctive in the first, second, and third century. But similar to slavery, I think that the New Testament church found partnership with the state as a means to cleanse a society of moral evil, not only as impossible, Rome was not a democracy. Mm -hmm. Even if you were like, man, let's try to get on the... Let's just try to, let's get, let's try to some change support. this politically. Right. By we'll galvanize yeah. some support right. among the Christian... Right. It wasn't a majority. It was a, a micro-religion at the time. Right. But let's get some support with Rome, with Caesar, yeah. to end this issue. Right. That would have been impossible. It wasn't mm -hmm. a democracy. Right. With no constitution. But they also would not have seen that as the main option. Rome is never the best gospel alliance, but the gospel and kingdom values infiltrating the hearts and homes by the power of God via the church would always be the weapon of choice. They didn't need a party to shelter them and catalyze change. So they spent far more time laying out their beliefs about God rather than their beliefs about Rome's practices. Not to say that they didn't care about Rome's evil. It just wasn't primarily handled via public identifying of their stance on a given matter. Right. I believe that we have a privilege as a country, uh, as, as Americans, to interact with the fact that this is a democracy and we can vote. Mm -hmm. We have that and we should appreciate it. And we that. should use it. And we should use it's a that. tool, yes. You see this in Job 31, where, Paul, where Job says... If I had influence at the city gate and could cast my vote to right. protect the fatherless and I did not, I should be judged. Yes. So if that is your option, it should be there. But never should we lose sight of the fact that these early Christians could not partner with the state and were still able to bring about societal change. Right. They infiltrated Rome in such a way that it brought down slavery. Mm -hmm. Without them having a full, uh, a stated stance in mm -hmm. the text, mm -hmm. you, you obviously can infer from thou shalt not kill right. and, and, and blessed are the children. You can infer all kinds of things about that, but not the direct address of what was happening directly in the society. Right. It was not there, but they eroded those things through kingdom reality. Right. So... Not to say, again, that partnership with the state is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. We should always... I'm a free man today because of partnership with the state from right. abolitionists. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, as a black man. Yeah. That's not to say that, but we also don't want to lose sight of our greatest weapon, a greater weapon. Mm -hmm. That is a kingdom mindset and a kingdom obedience that erodes the milieus and standards and evil practices of the day via the hearts and the homes 
by the work of the church. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that we are going to have to start embracing as Christians is that because this is just this is not this is just a means conjecture, right? This is about this is my my own thoughts, but I believe that as time goes on, Christians in America are going to become more and more persecuted. Mm-hmm. We are going to become more and more um of the kind of outcasts we are going to be the pariahs of this society. And I think that right now what is happening is that Christians are becoming scared, mm. right? One of the reasons that I think that Christians have, have banned together so much so in this voting block to even to, to say that we're just going to you know vote one way is because we are scared to death of, a, of liberal leadership. Right. Because right. we're scared of what liberal leadership would mean. Right. One of the things that I think that Christians are scared of when it comes to liberal leadership is they're scared of this meaning that Christians are now going to be persecuted. Right. We're going to be start all of our all of our ethics and morals in society is no, no longer going to be the norm. And as soon as Christian ethics and morals in society in this nation is no longer the norm, then that means that we are susceptible to persecution. I don't think that we're going to be able to stop that. That's just me talking. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. But I think that we are going to have to get very comfortable with undermining the milieus and the zeitgeist of society that is unchristian. And that's going to be done, of course, by us preaching the gospel and, and infusing a kingdom reality, social reality, too, right, 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 right. within the nation in which we live that undermines the reality of the state right. that's, on the, that's at the top. Right, right. And our Christianity is going to look more like Christianity did for Christians in Rome. It's that our kingdom principles are going to have to undermine that those who are ruling right. and their principles. Right. And I think that we have to stand on those kingdom principles. And, 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 and our, our, our principal stance has to be our biblical ethic and our, and our allegiance to the kingdom that is going to cause you to break from your allegiance to your political party. Right. It is. There is going to be times when Christians are going to have to dissent from their political party. I think that we are in the time where we are being tribal with our political party as Christians. Right. Right. That I can't say anything about the political party that I'm a part of. Right. But I think that the kingdom is calling you, the kingdom transcends that. Right. And it's going to cause you to have to hold everybody accountable. Right. And I think that one of it, like you said, even in the abortion issue, we are going to have to I think our greatest tool right. in defeating abortion is undermining the very institution of abortion facts, in this nation. Facts, facts. And that comes, yes, by our our, our our preaching of the gospel, which changed men's hearts and changed men's morals and their right. ethics. Sure. And and then that also comes along with that, with with our social ethic, in which is helping these people that are getting these abortions. Right. Or 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 to folks that are attempted to get abortions to make it unnecessary to do so. Right? So that is, I think that if we are going to have an effect on defeating abortion in the nation, it's going to be that more than the polls. Right, right, right. That more than the polls, yes, man. we've seen that. And We've and seen that we've throughout seen history. That. That's why when people tell me about voting for a candidate because they're pro-life, that doesn't mean all that much to me. Right, right. Like, like it, it mean, I mean, I do want a candidate to be pro-life. Praise God. Amen. I'm pro-life. 
But I am concerned about so many other things too. Right, right. I think that our pro, my pro, my stance on being pro life is the ways that we undermine it within society. Right. It's already on a decline. Right, right. So we already have momentum. Right. There's more ways that we can decline it even more. Right. And we get to a part where it's unnecessary to the point that even though it's legal, cats are just going to by and large not see it necessary right, to right. ever have it. Right, right, right. Which, which is the goal, right? right? If the goal is to stop abortion. Right. That the abortion becoming lower and lower and lower year after year after year. We've seen. I mean, you had some ebb and flow, but abortion being on the decline for down. almost ten years straight has been trending down. Right, bro. We are all. We we need to continue. And that's and like I said. That's happened even under a liberal president. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. So we need to continue to undermine the institution, and we do that by resources. We do that by by loving all. We do that by preaching the gospel. We right. do that by we do honoring that by the image of God honoring, on folks. Uh, yes. Let me say this too, bro, because. Because really, people falling in love with the image of God to the point that they want to protect it, oh, no gosh. matter where it is, has tremendous effects on your heart. Yes. They uh, another study that was that was brought out. They, uh, uh, Pew, uh, I believe it was Pew Research, uh-huh. did uh, this uh, this study on basically where America was on the abortion issue. Right. And what they found, even with pro-choicers, even what they found pro-choicers, is that abortion was not celebrated, bro. Yes. It was not something that they wanted. It was something that they were, that they made concessions on. But by and large, there's something happening within the fabric of the American experience where the image of God is not taken so much for granted that people... There is this fringe group of people that are I, waving, let's I was, sacrifice I was getting ready babies. To say, those who are, who are waving like, my abortion is my right. Like, like abortions fringe. are great. Yes, they, Micro. Are, they are the fringe folks right, right, i'm right. sorry they are the fringe and that's a and, and listen if this is not a cultural war if we're not if we're just trying to save babies lives we're not trying to join this war of the left versus the right mm-hmm. but the kingdom of god versus the kingdom of darkness then that's a good thing it's a good thing in house of cards brother in house of cards when claire underwood mm-hmm. was doing the interview yep crazy show on good cnn show. she yeah. was doing this interview and the the, in, the interviewer asked her, have oh, you ever had an abortion? I forgot about that part. She said, have you ever had an abortion? Uh-huh. She, liberal as all get out. First of all, She's, Frank Underwood all, is the devil. They are so, they, they, <laughs> they are some of the most ruthless pragmatists we've ever seen. Frank Underwood is all, is, is, Frank Underwood it has is the to devil. be like, uh, it has to be like Satan and then Frank, Frank Underwood, Underwood right, right there. Uh, and then Claire Underwood right underneath But I, I remember I was watching it and I was shook by it because it was it was it was a little surprising to me. Right. It's like if if you all are celebrating this thing, why are you not being? Why are you not proud of it? And no, yeah. Why are you leading? Hey, this this is twenty. I mean, this this was uh, probably about six years ago, mm-hmm. but it's still modern day. Right. I don't I don't understand what's the discomfort. And now now they, they, they their their uh, campaign mm-hmm. focus on tra- tra- uh changing the narrative away from the abortion, yep. turning the narrative away from the abortion into the rape. Yep. That it was and it, and it was important for her to even lie about the baby that the abortion being the result of rape. That's exactly. So that it would fit better into the American psyche. And That's you're exactly a right. liberal. That's exactly right. So what what is interesting to me is that there seems to be enough of the image of God celebrated in this culture that we deep down know that there's something profoundly wrong about what's happening in the wombs of many of our beloved you know, citizens. And the great thing about that is that we can work with that. Let's take advantage of Let's that. Let's work with it. Let's take advantage and of it. And guess what? You're not going to affect those people. I'm just sorry. 
they're not necessarily going to be affected by your decision at the poll. Mm. That's not how you're going to win those people over, bro. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I'm saying that that is not your main tool for fighting abortion. We as Christians have to get off of that cart that my main tool for fighting this is the is my vote right it it because like you said it doesn't require you to do anything right you're not getting your fingers dirty you're not you're not you're not in the lives of those people right right like that is not what the case is and 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 i think it's crazy because as you said that i remember there was this guy on youtube he was going to these universities debating people about abortion right he was having this debate about this uh, uh, about abortion which he, he of course he's pro-life this the girl he was talking to uh pro-choice uh, liberals all get out. Um, very postmodern in a lot of her thinking. She was talking about abortions and she was getting very passionate about it. He asked her about if she's ever had an abortion. Changed the the, the conversation. Wow. She was like, uh, uh, well, that's uh, f- first of all, that's none of your business. Because it, it was shame. Ooh. She saw. She, you can see it on her face. She was caught off guard wow. by it. Because wow. because if she did it, she would have said no. But that doesn't matter. Right, right, but right. she was like, uh, uh, well, and then as he kept talking to her, it was, it was, it was, it, it came out that she actually did have an abortion. And you could say, you could tell that there was shame and hurt wow. by the, the, the fact that she did. Right. But she was cover- masking it with anger. Right, right, right. Stop talking. It, it was a stop this because it was like, you're talking about something that hurts me. Wow. And I remember reading every a lot of people, a lot of our followers probably know about that blog, Humans of New York, that that has like yes, a picture that yes. tells you a story about it. Yes, they had a picture of like you know this this couple's like feet, you know, on the ground. It was like a boy and a girl, and they the 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 guy was you know you know how it tells you the story of what they're talking about, and right. he said, "Me and my girlfriend, I'll never forget it, just came from abortion clinic and got done having an abortion, mm. and I am depressed, mm. I am sad." Wow. And I am debating with myself on whether or not I did the right thing. Wow. That's literally what he said. Humans in New York is not a pro-life. Uh, uh, sure, sure, like they, sure. They're just telling people stories. Well, That's it's it. the same thing with the uh, with the, the the Jane Doe documentary. There's a documentary that I I uh, when when Netflix used to send out DVDs, I yeah. I got it from off about Damn, you going back to that was back age. in the day. Next thing you're gonna say is I yeah, had a had a Walkman. Yeah, I had a Walkman and a beeper. <laughs> Go ahead. So in the documentary, it followed this lady that went to go get this abortion, bro. And uh, she must she was in the first trimester, my guy. And she was in great spirits before she got there. She had been thinking about it intellectually, socially, politically, that this is right. My body, my choice. I can, my choice. Right. I can do this. She went and got the abortion. I'll never forget this either, bro. They sucked this baby out of her, bro. Mm-hmm. And she went into it was it wasn't a painful experience. It was pretty quick and right. she went into the lobby and wept her eyes out. Yep. The documentary interviewer asked her, Why are you crying? And she said, I don't know. Right. I don't know. And you know what's another crazy that's crazy. It's yeah. powerful. Another crazy thing is, even when you everybody could talk about the liberal agenda all they want. Yeah. And there's some there's some credence to it. Absolutely. But even when you look at a lot of these shows, 
liberal shows. I would say with the with the liberal liberal shows. I was watching. Even when you watch any of the shows, I'm thinking about one show that I just got done watching, which was uh, Little Fires Everywhere, to join on Hulu. But there's other shows that I've also seen that when they have shown women get abortion on those shows, they don't paint abortion as a pretty celebratory thing. Wow, wow, wow. They usually show it as women doing exactly what that woman did. After it happens, there's weeping, there's crying, there's depression, there's despondency, there's grief, Mm. there's what have I done. And if you listen to some evangelicals, they are painting this picture as if the liberals are just like they got flags with dead fetuses on it saying, yes, we're just waving it all over the place. And that's not even how a lot of them paint it. Right, right, right. And, And listen, don't get us wrong. My goal here is not try to sanit- we're not trying to sanitize the event. No, we're not sanitizing the it at all. The only thing we're saying is, why don't you play before stop the sisters before they get there and appeal to the image of God that is in them. Right. And, and the knowledge of God right. that got revealed through creation and whatever's Amen. left Amen. of it in American culture. Appeal to that. Yes. You know. Let that be your main thing yes. that you appeal to. Not necessarily the polls, man. Yes, yes. And yes. when and once you start seeing that it's bigger than the polls, right. then you don't get played. Right. You don't get because I feel like a lot of uh, again, this is yes. a different social situation. But I feel like a lot of evangelicals get pimped by of the abortion issue. Right. Y'all, a lot of them get pimped. There's a lot of folks that have been also exposed that were pro life but not were, were, but were not anti abortion right. necessarily. Yes. There's been a lot of cats. Oh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Don't, don't just move past that. Because yeah. that one bothers me, Bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're saying you're pro life. Right. But all you actually care about is regulation. Say, I right. just don't want to I don't want to end life in the third trimester. Right. That that would be unacceptable. Right. Hold, hold on now, Tommy Lauren too. You got Tommy Lauren that got uh, everybody's favorite. You know, uh, blonde haired uh, conservative no, yes, that got on got, got got that owns the libs all the times. Got on the all, all the time. Got on the View, and they put they pressed her on abortion, and she said, "I don't think that the that we should force people to not get abortions." Yeah, I think that that transgresses their constitutional right to do whatever they want. So I and I know a lot of conservatives will take me to task for that, but that's what I believe that a woman should be able to do. That Tommy Lawrence yeah, said that. Yeah. So you got so so when you're talking, a lot of people, a lot of evangelicals have gotten played and pimped by that when uh, that issue, bro. Absolutely, because they're telling you that they're pro life, but you guys don't mean the same thing by yeah, pro life. Mean the same thing. You don't mean the same thing no. at all, man. No, you don't. And and my guy, I I would like to just. In this conversation by talking about getting played, bro, we mentioned in the conspiracy episode that these Russian farms, when they were running their reports on their target audience. <laughs> well, we see that the stats said evangelicals were sharing this, like cr- sharing conspiracy and untrue uh, 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 fake news like crazy. Who can we give fake news to and have them disseminated to their communities? And it was largely partisan. They thought evangelical Christians. Yeah, it was largely partisan, too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was largely partisan. Mm-hmm. And my concern is for those who name the name of Christ. I love you. I care about you. I pray for you. I serve you. Amen. And I want folks to not continue this long history of getting played. We started this episode talking about how you got Wiry over here. Wiry. Wiry, I'm sorry. You got Wyrick over here who is trying to get a guy 
in office, mm-hmm. but and there's this untapped market, which is the Christian vote. Yep. Then he's like, how can we get them in our pocket so we can use them to get our guy? What are the kind of things they want to hear? What are the kind of things that they are excited about? If we can galvanize them, then we now have this many votes every election. It's a powerful, it's just a power block. In my this pocket. Dude, it's like having a gun. Exactly. Now, the, the guy that, that they're trying to stand up and put in office does not love Jesus, has rarely stepped foot in a church, is not uh, himself uh, thought about the things y'all say y'all care about. For mm-hmm. every, for all intents and purposes, he is Constantine. He is as far from an evangelical That's Christian right. as you can think of. Constantine literally said, oh my gosh, I think that the Christian God is helping me win stuff. What are the kind of things that they need for them to be happy with me? So I can continue to win. Yep. And then as soon as he made Christianity, I'm not making any statements about this. I'm just saying this is what happened. But as soon as he made Christianity, the religion of the nation, the religion of the nation, the whole thing came tumbling down several years, a few years, a few years later, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying that Christianity did it. I'm just saying that Rome is not a good pastor. Caesar's not a good pastor. And when you... When you lend yourself to Caesar, like a, like a member of, of a congregation, mm-hmm. like a church member, he's not going to lead you well. And you're talking about leading yourself co- collectively. Yes. Collective power. When you give your collective power to Caesar, <sighs> he is not going to wield it responsibly. He's not. He can't. Yeah. So we, we have this long history. So we get told stuff like, what? so you want to see, see babies saved? I'm going to save babies. Mm. Look at these pink-haired you know, naked women in the street, you know, shouting that, that you know, with, with blood on their bodies about how much they love abortions. This is what your country is going to be mm-hmm. if one of these guys gets in, in into office. You know what I'm saying? They, they can say those, those kinds of things. They play those things up. But at the end of the day, we hold them to what they say? Nah. Because mm-hmm. we watch year after year, people promise us all kinds of things, and they do not deliver and let me tell you they don't just do they don't just do not deliver because of the democrats right right exactly it's, it's deeper than a that. lot of people say that oh it's because of democrats they just keep getting no, stopped no 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 it is way deeper than it's that kinda, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like they don't deliver partly because they can't deliver they don't have the power to deliver exactly. and let me let me make a point about that i, I remember back in the day when folk when producers mm-hmm. when rappers would go to producers and say hey man I got this record, this idea for a record. I need you to make the beat for me. Derek, our, our, uh, mm-hmm. our head of uh, our video director here, literally had, can tell you stories about this problem mm-hmm. where, I w- where somebody would come up to him and say, hey, man, yo, this, look, I got this label looking at me. Uh, man, I got some, my homeboy, he just actually talked to some dude over at Sony. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't pay you for this beat right now, but... Once you once you give me the beat and I rap on it and put it out, it's gonna be big and you'll make your money on the back end, but it's gonna blow up. So they basically say, I can't pay you money, but I'm gonna pay you with uh potential. With promise. With promise, right? And and that it became a big joke among the rapper producer community because it was like 99.9% of the time when a rapper comes to you and says that, you're never getting paid, yeah, sir. you're going to swipe if that you card do and that mug going to say insufficient funds. Insufficient funds because potential and promises is not the same thing if you don't have – potential and promises means nothing if you don't have the power to actually carry it out. You can't make yourself a, a star. You can't decide to make this a number one hit. 
You can't do that. Can't do it, bro. Give me my two hundred dollars right. or my two thousand dollars <laughs> because I'm not going for that. And we, I feel like there's a parallel to that. In what we see here, mm. you all are saying when I get it. Hey, listen, man. When I get on the inside, I'm telling. Hey, it's gonna be not realizing that you getting on the inside has never moved the ball up the field. This is what David French is arguing right, for. Right. He said, we've been able to look at this trend going down. Who was in office and what they believed about abortion it was, wasn't what did it. it was, you know what did it? Local grassroots efforts. Right. The the reduction of poverty. Right. Contraception. Right. I'm not here being a proponent of no, contraception. But it, but, but, I'm just saying, people are having less kids. But it was true. I mean, you, can, a, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have to be a proponent to talk about the facts. Right, right. The facts is that contributed. Neither am I against contraception. I'm right. just saying. Right. There are all these other things that were contributing to why this thing was going down and the dude who's supposed to have all the power to unlock mm -hmm. to unlock the door for us right there is tremendous power in government make no mistake Absolutely. and i know that the way that we've been arguing you would make us it would make it would make you think that we're saying you should not vote right. we're yes. not saying that not whatsoever saying that. we're just saying do it responsibly right. and no what you're doing when you do it. Yes. They're not going to bring you the kingdom, bro. They cannot usher in the kingdom. So when you go to vote, which you should, everyone a part of Southside Tribe over 18 um, should vote. Register to vote. Register vote. to vote. Yes. Please go out, make your voice heard, okay? That's our official stance on the issue. But know that it's not a binary black and white either or kind of thing there is all kinds of tension that you should take with you into the booth mm -hmm. there should all be all time all kinds of sobriety that you take with you that nobody you're not going to vote a jesus in the office to give you the world you want it right if you're gonna see a world that is honoring god the way you want you on the ground have more power to bring that into fruition Ooh, say that then the local officials say that and gov uh, excuse me the federal the fe right federal officials so getting played i read a tweet mm -hmm. from a political figure right who was basically he who basically said in the tweet if you vote for me i will not basically this is literally no, word li for word literally i will protect god that was in the tweet <laughs> I will protect God. Like God needs your protection. Bro, I, I tweeted this. I'm just going to read my tweet. So y'all know, so know, you know, just go read it. If you already heard it. That's fine. Please hear it again. I said, let me be clear about something. Nobody in Washington is protecting my right to love Jesus. Bro, you can love Jesus and worship him anywhere you want. Anywhere, bro. Regardless of the consequence. Yeah, you might die for it, but you can still do it. It doesn't, it's, it's not. They didn't grant me the right, so they never can take it away. And the liberals are not going to take it. They can't take it they away They can't either. take away my right to love Jesus. Right. This is what what Paul is trying to equip Timothy with. Yes. Paul, Tim, he's writing Timothy from jail. Right. If somebody is giving you advice from jail... And, and not only from jail, but they're jailed because of the gospel. Yes. They're jailed because of their worship Folks of Jesus. Might, listen, if somebody, listen, current day, somebody wrote me, uh, some dude, you know, is in, in jail. Giving me advice. Give me advice. I'm going to be like, my guy, you're in jail. First of all, you got locked that up. Would, that would be your, that would be your very prejudicial, very prejudicial and, and arrogant stance. But that's pretty much where people are going to land. Like, right. hold up. I'm outside. I, whatever I'm doing. I'm free. I'm free. 
So here you got Paul incarcerated. Right. Writing Timothy. And I know he's anticipating that Timothy's going to be like, you're giving me ministry advice and you're in jail because of ministry. Uh Uh-huh. Paul says, my chains are my glory. Mm -hmm. Don't you try to run from where I am. He says in 2 Timothy, join me in suffering. Yep. Join me. That what Paul is doing for the saints is trying to equip them, not with some kind of masochism or, ah, please come and beat me. It's not some kind of martyrdom complex, but a attitude and mindset that you may not have the death of the martyrs, but you got to have the heart of the martyrs. Right. Meaning, we go live this thing out no matter where y'all go. It doesn't matter what, what y'all decide to do. Right. Well, hey, I'm trying to help Caesar see things correctly. But if Caesar don't get it for me and my house, we're going to serve yep. the Lord. My right to love Jesus is not predicated upon my religious freedoms. Yes. It's not. Or my nation. It's or not. Or my president. Facts. Most of the Christian most Christians in the world right now. <laughs> right now as we speak. Are living outside of religious freedom, and that's the and uh, Jesus is saying to us through the New Testament that that's not a problem per se. Uh, yeah. Do we want that to change? Listen, hold on. Do it. What are you saying, KB? You don't care about? I love my religious freedom. I'm talking crazy right now, right? With almost no impunity. With with, with impunity, almost. I appreciate, I pray for that, and I want those who are suffering to experience it as well. But Jesus says, make no mistake, you will have troubles in this world. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will, will be persecuted. persecution. Persecution. So oh. is it So is it a problem? Yes. But in some senses, it's not a problem. Here's the tension. This is what we call diunital thought. Yeah. That we're holding two things in tension. That in one respect, it's a problem that Christians can't worship freedom freely. Mm-hmm. That is an evil thing. Right. And an injustice. Right. But there's also this thought, this New Testament reality that Jesus says, these things must come to my people. Right. That that, that the day will come where people will give you over to death out of service for God. uh, Paul says to Timothy, as as, uh, Amin just said, all those who desire to live a godly life will suffer persecution. We hold those things in tension. So here you have, whether we're in peace or whether we're in famine, whether we are in power, whether we're outside of power, Mm -hmm. blessed be the name of the Lord. He is ours. We are his. Is we will live for the kingdom and not this world. Amen. And that is what I try to communicate in this tweet. When your right to love Jesus, your right to love Jesus is dependent on the government keeping you safe, you might not be actually worshiping Jesus, but your safety or your government. We look to the hills for our help, not primarily a party. Oh, yes. Politicians telling us that they are going to protect God is a blasphemous thought. God doesn't need your protection. And though God's people should appreciate religious liberty, we are not making it ultimate. We depend on Christ alone and he will thrive whether you like us or not. At the end of the day. We appreciate the privileges that we have in America. Do not get me wrong, but know that those privileges can very easily become a source of idolatry and you become and you can become dependent on them, meaning that you can't be a faithful Christian unless those privileges exist. It's in air condition. Which is why I was saying earlier that we need to be comfortable with being those type of people who undermine the these systems in the world 
in ways in which we are going to have to if persecution increases for us. Right, right, right. One of the illusions of American Christianity is that the way that we experience Christianity is how everybody experiences Christianity. Right, right, right. That's one of the illusions of Americanism. Mm. The American project makes Americans think that what is happening here is really, is every is, is our norm here is everybody else's norm. Right. Or at least necessarily should be everybody else's norm. Right. Which is, I, I, and to, in some degree, the liberty, that's true. Facts. But the fact of the matter is, we have the most comfortable right. atmosphere for Christianity out of almost any other Christians in the world. Right. And we are scared of that being removed. Yes. And I'm not saying, as you said, KB, that we should not seek to maintain religious freedom and religious liberty. Right. We absolutely should. Yes. Because there is a sense, like you said, that there, that it's a, it's an injustice. Right. But at the end of the day, what I am concerned with is true Christianity, true Christianity that preserves outside of the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And it may be, mm. it might be right. that God lets those freedoms die in America so that Christianity, true Christianity, can emerge in America. Wow, 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 wow. It might be that a part of the liberal uh, uh, agenda that you guys uh, are always talking about is taking over. It might be that, that that God is using that to get the dross off of Christians in America. Wow, 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 wow. To expose those who would worship him in the midst of persecution and hostility. Because that's what God is doing all because over the world. Because that's what world. God is doing all over the world, bro. Yeah. The, those who are not going to depend upon a political party to save them and even at times ruin their own public witness mm. to support candidates mm. this is my uh, this is this is a mean talking here sure. ruin your public witness to support candidates that actually endorse things and has character that's outside of the very christianity that you claim to be supporting this party because of right because you are scared of persecution happening under a liberal de- takeover. Right. I, I. The question is, are you willing to say, this is what the Christian needs to think about going into the booth. Are, am I willing to say as a Christian that I am willing to vote for somebody else? Or somebody that may not be the guy that that the guy that we that all of the, the Christians and even conservatives want to win in order to maintain the public witness, wow. even if that means that me voting for this guy is going to put a liberal in office. Right, right, right. Put him in office, or not voting at all, or or not voting at all. Not to put say the, you shouldn't put but the I'm liberal saying. in office mm, mm. if it means that I maintain a public witness to the society that we are not compromising our character ethics. Thanks. Put him in office, right, 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 because. Guess what? It doesn't matter who's in office. We're still gonna worship God anyway. Right. We're still gonna we're still gonna preach the gospel. We're still gonna live to our biblical ideas, persecution or not. But what I'm not going to do is ruin the public. I'm not going to make Christianity's collective public witness. I'm not going to ruin that in order to endorse somebody that's going to protect some kind of religious freedom that I don't need to worship Jesus. Whoa. And I think that that's what we have done, bro. Wow. 
We have said, I am willing to ruin my public. We are willing to, we are willing to have the public say, how can Christians endorse this? Mm. When for so long, the moral majority, for so long, the religious right, for so long, you guys have claimed to have these ethics, yet you guys transgress those ethics by justifying this character of, 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 certain, po of certain politicians and certain people. You guys are transgressing your own morals oh. because you guys don't want liberals, because you guys don't want Hillary Clinton in office. Right, 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 right. The question is, are you willing to say, I'll put Hillary Clinton in office if that means that we do not compromise our witness to the public? Wow. Because the public is not going to care about anything else we say once our guy is out of office, which is going to happen, right. and the liberals come back in office, which is going to happen. Right. They're not going to care about your public right. witness anymore. So you know why? It's shot. Mm, mm, mm. They just watch you compromise everything that you said you believed in right. for power right, right. and out of fear. Out of fear of persecution. So you know what? When the guy is finished, when the guy is done, and the liberals are back in office, the liberals are back in office, and they're reigning in power, guess who's, guess who's ethical and moral witness will have no say in society? Those who compromised it to put the person there. I am willing for myself to say, I am going to keep, I am going to keep that, I, I, I want to maintain the public witness that we have to speak to things authoritatively because we have integrity. Even if that means somebody comes in office, that's going to make life harder for me as a Christian. If that's what it means to maintain a voice in the public square that actually will be listened to and taken seriously once we talk about ethics, then that's what I'm going to do. Because guess what? It's not going to matter at all And once the guy is out, your voice in the public square is not going to matter right, at all right, because right. they're going to say y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. Now y'all want to talk to us about character again now y'all want to talk to us about the liberal guy's character when the character of the of of, of other people that was before you y'all justified it yeah or the vulnerable y'all want to talk to us about now y'all want to talk to us about christians being vulnerable right. when the vulnerable was being ignored now y'all want to talk about that bro, no bro. bro christians cannot we cannot give up what does the bible say what did paul say in romans 2 that your hypocrisy is the reason that God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles. That's the reason why. So what I'm asking Christians to think about is as a collective political force in America, are you is is your hypocrisy the reason that the names are going to be that the, that God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles? Is your hypocrisy going to be the reason why later on when we try to talk to people about ethics and morals and the vulnerable in society, the public and everybody else is going to be like, we do not want to hear what you have to say because you guys are hypocrites? Wow. Are we doing Romans two collectively as a voting as a as a political force? That's the question. That you need to ask yourself as a Christian that is involved in politics. Yeah. So yes, I am willing to lose. Are you willing to lose mm -hmm. the election in order to be able to maintain your public witness? Or are you willing to sacrifice your public witness for a temporary vi victory in the office? Mm -hmm. I would venture to say, Amin Hudson personally, it's not everybody's view, that we have done the latter. Mm. In trying to work back towards... Or, or maybe working for the first time ever towards being a, pe a, a, a people that has a collective witness that's filled with integrity where people would take what we say seriously. Wow. It's a long road ahead, but it's possible. Meansy. And it's only possible if we're willing to not compromise our witness and our values in order for a temporary win. I'm not looking for a temporary win as a Christian in society. Right, right, right. 
I'm looking for transformation and change. Right. I want to save actual people. I don't I care see, about yeah, a temporary yeah. person in right, office. Right, right, That's right. a very small thing, bro. My guy winning is a very small issue when it comes to Christianity in the public square. Thanks. It's small. Right, 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 right. Temporary. Right. It's not worth giving up my witness for. It's not. Right. So if my guy has to lose because I stood on integrity all the way through, let him lose. I uh, have never heard anyone say what you just said that way that that was i i feel like you know as i'm going into the to november undecided myself i uh i feel <laughs> i i you just gave me as just as your friend i don't know i don't know mm -hmm. why i just have never heard you I, I obviously what you've just said isn't consistent with who i know you to be but i've never been pushed to have to think so intently and intentionally and so helpfully about what am I trying to achieve when I get there. Praise God. What am I trying to achieve when I, when I walk into that booth? And what you're arguing is crystal clear, my guy. It should be the same thing I'm trying to achieve when I'm not in this booth. That's why utilitarian voting doesn't work for me. Right, right. That's right. why utilitarian voting doesn't work for me. Right, right. What we are trying to achieve is so much higher, bro. Right, right. It transcends yeah. what is offered. Right. Do you think that that also gives people liberty to not simply just vote an entire party? So like, oh, instead yes. of just doing like, I'm, if I'm red, I'm red from the federal all the way to the local. Oh yes. But you could like, I, uh, I uh, just recently learned about um, the Democrats for Life, for example. Yeah, there's a there's a small uh, pro life movement within the Democratic Party. Yes, absolutely. It's under a lot of attack. And they're fighting the regular. They're fighting the majority in the Democrat Party yeah. for for representation. Absolutely. Right. right yeah. yeah. They're under attack. They're they're oftentimes silenced. Uh huh. Uh, they do not endorse. Uh, we're saying a name, Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, they do not endorse him because of his stances on abortion. Mm -hmm. Um. Could somebody be a conservative and vote for members of that caucus on a local level? Yeah. Obviously, you don't have that in the federal. So, right. so do, does it in some way, it seems like what you're suggesting, again, bro, I haven't even thought as deeply about this as you have. So I'm, I'm taking this in. I'm being challenged as a man how I think about this, how do I want to talk about this with my kids and my family and right. stuff like that. But. Does that also give us a because of that heavenly allegiance and that that Christian witness allegiance? Are we able to then, you know, sort of, you know, play bingo or whatever with who we vote for? We don't have to say, "Here's the your prepackaged party," and I'm going down the line. And there you go down. I the always line. thought that that's how Christians should vote. Right. How 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 are we not? Right. Every single person in your your conservative party is not going to vote for the thing that's the most godly and biblical. Right. That's what I've always said about politics. The the conservative. I mean, let me just put put it down to the just binary parties, right? Yeah. The Republicans don't have all of the gospel. Uh, so the the Republicans do not have all of the proper sociological gospel stances, and neither do the Democrats. Right, right, right. There there are times when there's a trade off of both. Right, right, right. So I think that if you're a Christian and say, oh, well, I'm red, so I'm voting red down the line, everybody. Well, I mean, if that's what you want to do, then I mean, that's cool. But I don't think that that is the most effective way for a Christian to use his votes. Right, right. I think that, that, I think that you're pulling from all over the place. Right. Like we do with almost everything else. Right. 
We do it with almost everything else, bro. Right, right. You don't look at your books and say, hey, uh, well, I hope you don't. If, if you're if you're a reader that you're saying, look, I'm never going to read nothing about philosophy or history. I'm just going to read straight theology my whole life. Not only that, but even the people that you're reading in theology are giving you well, history. If, if, you, if you have a business, uh, yeah. everybody gets that. I got a business. I don't think... I only want to hire a guy that sees. I only want. First of all, I only want a man. I only want men. Right. And I want men that think like this and do that all the way down the line. All the way down the if line. If you yeah. want to tank your company, this isn't so, even diversity is beautiful. Diversity is beautiful and godly. But I'm going to talk bro. about this pragmatically. Oh my god! If gosh. you want to tank your company and keep women from out of places of of, of, of leadership and, uh-huh. and, and and perspective and uh-huh. influence, and, uh-huh. and you only want to give certain races or or ethnicities uh, seats at the table. If you want to tank your company, that's a good way to do that. Great way to do it. Yeah. Great way to lose all of your money and investment when you're investing <laughs> yes, in the stock market, too. It's not diversifying your assets. You ever heard of diversify <laughs> your portfolio? Diversify your bonds. Ain't nobody they, saying, ah, oh, yeah, they didn't come with that diversity crap as, Wu, as Wu-Tang Financial says, diversify your bonds. and that's and, But it's true. Right, there has to be a diversity of, of, of views. Who who looks at their looks at their books and says, "I'm only buying books from IVB Press." <laughs> I'm only buying books from Zondervan. Right, like that's not that's not how it works. Right. So what makes you think that politics works that way? Right. I'm voting red down the line, or I'm voting blue down the line. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not how it works. Right. So I think that yes, that kind of political theology for me frees me up. To be able to vote for so to, to, to have so many more options at the polls right, for myself. Right. Ooh, come on, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's so many more options. Yeah. But Christians have been taught conservative red, oh that's it. That's a, that's Christian. That's conservative what Jesus red would do. equals Christian. That's what that's what Jesus would do. When in fact Jesus would probably be in there flipping over tables on everybody's side. Right, right, right. So I so I think that so I think that I think that he'll be flipping your table over and saying, Y'all got this wrong. He'll be flipping your table over and saying, Y'all got this wrong. Both of y'all are Because that's line. what he did in the New Testament. Oh uh, yes. Everybody. Sadducee. Everybody, all line. the text that everybody's trying and to appropriate Jesus for their thing, and he doesn't fit well. And at first, it's like, yo, he's an ally for the squad. He's with the pro. The, the Yahweh, Yahweh is for the Sadducees. <laughs> like, it's on, now, see, hold on, Yahweh is for the Pharisees. If I had a sign, I'll put that in the yard. Yahweh for the Pharisees. Yeah, yeah. Jesus shows up and says, uh, actually not. Not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Samuel, yeah, wait for the Sadducees. See, we told y'all. See, I flipped over the side. rock with y'all. Yeah, over the side. Yo, rock with y'all. Matter of fact, I resurrected, so I'm here too. Ugh, get this out of here. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, so, so, like, that's how, Ooh, that's how it that. works. And then Rome, ah, oh, y'all Christians crazy. Oh, Rome, y'all can get it too. Ah. <laughs> but we don't look at our politics like that, bro. It's so good, I mean. So I think, I think that, I think that when we think that way, um, and it, it just frees us up to not feel shamed when we go to the polls, man. Right. To be able to be like, man, there's, there's so many other options that I have to do this thing. Right. And when you look at the history of Christians, especially black Christians throughout history, they always thought that, I'm just being honest, a lot of black Christians in America have always thought this way politically. Yes. What's a good? What's that book that's really good uh, on that? Doctrine and Race. Doctrine Y'all and should race. read Doctrine yeah, and Race. Yeah. Doctrine and Race shows how black Christians at, at, at the time, they saw all of the same, it was black uh, Christians between black Christians and the, the fundamentalism and modern modernism. Uh, debate between both of the world wars and you saw that a lot of 
black Christians were on the side of the fundamentalists when it came to the theological issues that right. the modernists were presenting during right. that time. Right. That they were trying to say that the Bible is not uh, reliable or the Bible is not uh, the Bible is not the inerrant word of God. All of these things that they were trying to bring forth that that were kind of question orthodoxy. Right. And the and the fundamentalists were saying the predominantly white fundamentalists were saying no, we got to defend the Bible, we got to defend we got to defend uh, the validity of Scripture, all of those right. things. And that black Christians were also like, we are for Absolutely. all of that. But guess where? But guess what? The other people get right. Social issues, right, 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 and then the fundamentalists will look at them and be like, "No, y'all got that wrong." Right, but so black Christians have always kind of had this this political theology of, of black of, evangelicals. I mean, yes, they, they even literally black, like, refer to themselves as black evangelicals. They've had, they've yeah. had this. They've had this. Uh, uh, and now evangelical is different because it means like a it, sure. it, it really means like it's like a, a it's a political identity now. But but then you you it, uh, and it was like that then to a degree. But like for black Christians, I think it was also different. They had this freedom in their political theology to be like, look, we don't agree. We don't got to agree with all of the sociological views of the of the predominantly white evangelical fundamentalists. Right. We agree with them when it comes to orthodoxy and right. stuff like that. The and we're even true. we're even right. with them on their on, on their issues on their fight against modernism. We're publishing in our own. Uh, papers yes, uh, uh, yes. Uh, things against the yes, arguments yes, that yes, modernists yes. are given but at the same time this is where we think the fundamentalists get everything else wrong right, right. and if that was a political issue they would have been splitting upon those partisan lines wow, bro wow so i think that i think that uh, a lot of black christians have always understood this uh, a lot of people don't study the history of black christianity in america so they they only understand evangelical history as predominantly white and right, evangelical right. so or they only see black christianity as that which is expressed in like uh, prosperity movements. Yeah, like prosperity. Yeah, also, right. even when we think about King, King's denomination was still a minority. It was more of a uh, left of the middle than uh -huh. the predominant witness so, of yeah. of black Christians People in America. People need to understand that, yeah. man. Like even even like because you can be. Yeah, and, and and you can be right and left of the right. Like it's it's there's such a spectrum. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And what we do is we reduce the spectrum, right? Like 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 Paul Weirich, for instance. Um, when when he came to DC, I, I I actually believe that when Paul Weirich came to DC, he was a little bit more to the left than the Republicans at the time. So even they looked at him like he was kind of a little a little bit like you're not really with us. Libby. So 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 either either way though, like there's such a spectrum when it comes to politics and what Christians have done in America because this is what's been given to us. If we is we just reduce politics down to first of all binary choice, right. either Republican or Democrat, right. Um, and then binary uh, candidates, either Joe Biden or uh, Donald Trump. Right, 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 right. That's and, and, and if you vote for anybody else, it's nonsense and a fantasy, <laughs> which is freaking ridiculous. So, 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 uh, but, but either way, um, I, 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 uh, this is good. Bro. Again, very helpful. We just want to just tell y'all, man, take those kind of convictions with you to the booth. If you are a Christian going to the booth and you're feeling like, man, I have all of this tension and, I, and I'm conflicted and, and, and I have to really think deeply through this, good. Good, good, good. That's how it should be. Yes. It should not be you just marching into the booth being like, la, 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 this is easy. It's not easy. Right, right. It's not. Right. So, yes, it's going to take some thinking, y'all. Yeah. It's going to take y'all reading some books. Right. Uh, there's, there's some books out there that y'all can read. Reading some articles. Um, reading some articles. Yeah. It's going to take y'all reading. what your objectives are. I think that yeah. was super helpful, bro. You Understanding versus, what our objectives you're are. You're first and foremost, our witness for Christ, us maintaining. The witness. The My witness. objective is to maintain the witness, The man. witness. That, that leading. Also, we talked about abortion because that's the really big one. Right. That the whole idea of being pro-life is actually saving babies. Yes. Like that's that. So not... 
not theoretically, <laughs> right? Not not a uh, not not giving us uh, some kind of political theater, right? No, I want show me the numbers, right? If you think about your bank account. If money's coming in and money's coming out, you want to know exactly where that's happening, why it's happening. Right. And you want to know if something needs to be fixed and needs to get fixed immediately. You know that very. This is more important than the than having the stats on your account, bro. Ooh. We're talking about life. Yes. So no. So know this. Who's dying? Who's where are those babies dying? What are the numbers? What are that's the numbers? The thing. A lot of people right, right, right now, right, when right. they listen to this, they're gonna know for the first time that abortion has been declining for almost nine years. Yeah, you're just, because they don't know the numbers. No one told you that. And they're not telling you that because they want you to continue to think that this is Look, we're slipping every year, right. y'all. Y'all have they, to vote me in. Right. Because we're being I'm being honest. I was surprised when I when I read this in-depth study. I mean, they they literally I, the 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 it was a reputable college. I can't remember the name. We'll put it in the uh, comment section right. or wherever we can right, here. Right, right. But they they did this study. We'll, we'll put the link for it up. They did the study where they showed America's view on abortion, and you found all these pro-choicers. If I went off of what I thought they believed and thought, I'm not saying that they're right. I'm just simply saying. They are also not again that that girl in the street naked with blood smeared right, on her body, right. holding uh uh baby dolls in her hand that are covered in blood, saying "I love to kill babies." To your point, it's not Moloch. It, right. To your point, French actually says that there was a study that they did. I don't know if this is the same what one. What's it called? Uh, uh, David Frank said there's a study that they did. I for, I don't know if he has the name of it on here. I can't remember. But he was talking about uh, uh a lot of like. Pro uh, pro choice people that they interviewed. There it right? is. It's it's called. Uh, it's it was done by Notre Dame, and oh, it was okay. it was it was so it was done by Notre Dame, and it was called How Americans Understood Understand Abortion. It, yeah, and 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 is that the one from French? That's from David yeah. French. So yeah. so and one of the things that he says it says none of the Americans we interviewed talked about abortion as a desirable good. Let that sink in. Not one. Views range in terms of abortion's preferred availability, justification, or need, but Americans do not uphold abortion as a happy event or something that they want more of. From restrictive to ambivalent to pessimistic, we instead heard about the desire to prevent, reduce, and eliminate potentially difficult or unexpected circumstances that predicate abortion decisions, whether of relationships, failed contraceptions, lack of education, financial hardship, or the like, which is one of the reasons why liberals talk so hard about contraception. Yeah. Though people don't want to talk about that either. Even... even those most supportive of abortion's legality nonetheless talked about it as hard, serious, not happy, or benign at best. Stories from those who have had abortions are likewise harrowing, even when the person telling it retains a commitment to abortion's availability. Wow. It's not what y'all are being sold, bro. Right, 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 right. So what we're just saying is that at the end of the day, man, please, man, when you guys uh, are going to the booth and you guys are thinking about politics, man, Take the take just the biblical ethics, biblical convictions, and what our priorities are into the booth that we want to maintain our public witness. Right, right, right. Not just maintain our public witness by taking us by, by a stance in right. form, right. but in function. Right, so right. if you're maintaining your witness in form, but in function, you are compromising right, right, your right. views on ethics and morals and character right, right. to maintain a stance in form. Right. You're not maintaining your public witness. Right, 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 right. It has to be both and yeah. form and function. Yeah, and yeah. so let's 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 do that when we think about how we absolutely, vote, yeah. man. It's a uh, it's been a pleasure uh, talking uh, through this. Um, I have been personally impacted by the stuff, a lot of stuff that I mean and shared. 
um, and um, and I hope that you all feel the the same way. It's a hard thing, man. It a is. lot of this is the choosing of a lesser of two evils, and I, I think that uh, Charles Spurgeon, uh, his words ring hollow for us when he said, "When you have to look between two evils, that there, it's not crazy to think neither." <laughs> I mean, it's, sometimes the choice is neither. Sometimes the I'm choice not choosing might any of them. be neither. Right. And, and, and perhaps um, perhaps that is just no dear Christian. You are a citizen of the heavenlies, man. You're a citizen of the kingdom of God, which gives you a kind of freedom, like I mean talked about, to look at the political spectrum, see that wherever you cast your vote, it's probably going to be, be light mixed with darkness, but keep your priorities central and think critically do not be played we love y'all this has been southside rabbi i'm kb i'm amin we out